Well, this I know, it's Wednesday night. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is about these Wednesday nights. Of course, we started off with those Wednesdays on the subject of prayer, and then we moved into Wisdom Wednesdays, which, by the way, if you get breakthrough right there where you live, and if you live in the United States of America or the world, you get breakthrough. And uh, we're going to be bringing those messages this coming week. Uh, so just watch your local listings because you don't want to miss that series on wisdom that turns trouble around. You do not want to miss it. God really used it to speak to so many people. And that's how he's using this series as well. So here, let's you and I make a little agreement. Now, we're going to be here for an hour, and that's it. So I need you to do these things very, very, very quickly. And that is to let all of your friends know. Come on now, you can do it. You can let everybody on your Facebook know, everybody on your YouTube know, all of your friends know, just text and just send a carrier pigeon. You know, I told them just a minute ago, they said, Pastor, we're 30 seconds to live. I said, well, you know why Rome wasn't built in a day, don't you? They said, no. I said, because I wasn't there. So you can do this. Get going, get moving. Let everybody know Pastor Ron is going to be speaking on the subject, God's got you covered. Throw your hands up and say, God's got me covered. We're going to be talking about, for I believe this is the third Wednesday night, how we can actually survive and thrive during perils of perilous times. We've been talking about the supernatural covering of God, the supernatural protection of God. They took Jesus out and they were going to throw him, you know. Uh, he'd been tempted 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, came down out of there, went into the synagogue. It was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. I'm just giving time for some folks to get on. Everybody, everybody. So they delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he, your Bible said, finding the place where it was written. So he knew exactly where it was that he was going to take his text from. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. Well, here was their response. They took him out to the top of the mountain and they were going to cast him over for such blasphemy. And they counted one, two, three, and there wasn't anything there because your Bible said he passed through the midst of them. So that's the anointing. You see, the anointing will cause you to pass through, come on now, the perils of perilous times. And I know a lot of you are having a lot of perilous times right now, but here's good news for you right out of the epistle of Paul to Timothy, his second epistle, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. You ought to commit it to memory. This know also that in the last days. Now, how many of you would raise your hand and say, we are living in the last days. If you don't need, know that, get my series on the book of Revelation. You, I'll take you through every single verse of it. You can go right there to rodparsley.com and get it. 
and I'll take you through every verse. We are living in the last of the last days. In the last days, 2 Timothy says, perilous times shall come. You say, well, now why would we want to commit that to memory, Pastor Rodwell? Because I'm going to give you the true definition of perilous. Perilous means a dangerous, watch, opportunity. So what's going on right now may be dangerous, but we can seize it. I'm already wanting to run around in here now. Do you like our new little setting? Well, I'm enjoying it. Glad to be here on the campus of World Harvest Church. So troubled times, we understand, are on us. So, you know, COVID-19 and everybody, everybody's aware. Now you got to look out for the murder hornets. Everybody, I haven't seen one of you, but everybody's, every time they hear a buzz now, they think it's a murder hornet. Well, it's not. We're living in a time of a dangerous opportunity. COVID, of course, worldwide cases, 3.7 million people. Deaths worldwide, over a quarter of a million. United States has had 1.2 million cases and 63,000, just over 63,000 have lost their lives. This is a dangerous opportunity. Never before, I believe it, in history. Have you told somebody to jump on here with us? Oh, and by the way, I am an audience participation preacher, and these fellas behind these cameras, they can't shout too much or we'll lose focus. You know, we got to keep focus. So I need you shouting like Professor Sean Sams, who's been on here every week, and my great friend, Pastor Jacob Pierman and Chris Lewis. We love you. God bless your heart, Ernest and Marcia Fuentes, Don and Nancy Mayer, I believe, uh, Kitty Burks, come on, get on here and let me know you're watching. Let me know where you're watching from. And especially if you were ever a part of World Harvest Bible College or Valor Christian College, the School of the Spirit. Deborah George, we just announced this week an evangelism, never had it before, an evangelism scholarship you just come on up here, Sydney. Okay. Thank you very much. Everybody see your mask. Sydney's got her mask on, bringing me some water. So those of you who've been talking about her, stop talking about her now. She's got her mask on. <laughs> All right. So Miss Deborah George, who is the greatest personal evangelist soul winner I have ever known in my life, and I've known her for many years. Valor Christian College just instituted this coming fall, a brand new scholarship, the Deborah George Evangelism Scholarship. And so shall it ever be. And you probably qualify for it. We also added a, a Les, Dr. Lester Sumrall Legacy Scholarship. Now that one is very, very interesting. Look it up 
All you need to do when I'm finished teaching is go to valorcollege.edu. Find out about all the new scholarships. There is a scholarship available for every returning student. Plus, we are eligible for federal financial aid for our qualifying students. There's no reason online or right here on this campus you should not be a part of Valor Christian College. I'm telling you, we're going to be on the point of the spear of a third great awakening. The Spirit of God is stirring on this campus, getting us ready to receive you. So uh, the uh, online next online session, I believe, begins May 18th, so don't miss it. I told you last week now, the doomsday clock is set, was set, at two minutes till midnight, January of 2018. Didn't change it in 2019 because of the nuclear threats. But now, before COVID-19, they moved that doomsday clock back to 100 seconds till midnight. And you know what happens at midnight. This is the closest it's ever been. It will be reset even closer now than, than 100 seconds before midnight because of this COVID-19 breakout and, and what may follow it. Who knows? The last time it was this close was 1953 when the United States and the former Soviet Socialist Republic detonated hydrogen bombs. So that's where we are. So how did we get here? I promise you, if you saw my Instagram today, I promise you're my Twitter or my Facebook. I promised you that I was going to answer some of your questions. How did we get here? What is this all about? Let me, let me show you something. A door was left open. You hear me? A door was left open. Type that in there. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe it, Pastor Rod. Mary Burston, we love you. And uh, I just lost Elder. One of our elders was on there, but I wasn't able to see which one. But we need to pray for Elder Shermer, Roger Mays, our great director of our Children's Royal Rangers program, Tiffany Morgan, Brandy, it's good to hear from you. Now, I'm going to teach a while, but keep letting me know you're there. How did Elder Mark Shermer is watching right now, we're all going to agree right now that every symptom of COVID-19 has no place in his body. His body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and so is yours, and it has no place for COVID-19 or any of its symptoms. I command you now, get ready, I'm going to raise my voice. Go from him, I command you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and we all agree. So how did this mess get going? Same way as 9-11. Same way. Somebody left a door open. Now, in my parents' generation, in my parents' generation, 65% of Americans held the Bible as their standard of living and values. 65%. In my generation, that shrank from 65% to 35%. 
in Ashton Blair's generation, which by the way, tomorrow is her happy, happy birthday, her 31st happy birthday. So get on all her social media after I finish teaching and tell her happy birthday. Now, in her generation, it's 4%. Four out of every 100 people in the United States of America hold to biblical values. Listen, if we're gonna survive the perils of perilous times, you better lock in here tonight with me, and I'm gonna give you a strategy. Here's what's happening, here's how we got here. Two very, very different, two very distinct streams of philosophic thought and educational thought have been wrestling for decades for dominance. The long anticipated explosion of the crash between secular humanism and biblical Christianity has now come full grown. I got to urge you, you got to engage in this battle. Now listen, I, I get criticized sometimes. Well, he's calling for war. Well, they just don't understand the war I'm talking about. It's not a war. It's not a, it, it, it's not a battle of force and violence. Listen to me. You'll learn something. Not of force and violence. It's of service and sacrifice. We don't use guns and missiles. We use truth and principle. We don't seek to destroy those who oppose us, our enemies. Our mission is to win them. We don't seek to imprison those who oppose us. We seek to liberate humanity. Terrorists operate by coercion. Believers in Jesus Christ operate by persuasion, not by compulsion. Let, let me give you this. You ought to tweet it out to everybody. Excuse me. It is against my religion to impose my religion. You hear me? It's against my religion to impose my religion. God so values freedom that he gives us the opportunity to choose life, death, blessing, cursing, Christ, Satan, the kingdom, our own will. Now look, here's where we are. Here's how we got here. Huge swaths within the secular media, like the woman with the issue of blood, honey, you're going to have to get through the press if you're going to get to victory. They become open despisers of everybody that's good. They're constantly, think about it, anytime they show Christianity, it is always in a negative light. Not Muslims, that's never in a negative light. Uh, not Judaism, that's not in a negative light. Only Christians, they refuse to ever depict one of us, any Christian, as intelligent, considerate, uh, certainly not loving. America's become the land of the self-interested and the home 
of the self-satisfied. Now, the gospel message, so-called, over the last decade uh, has been our, our, our undoing. Are you listening? It, it, it's a faux gospel. It, it is not a real gospel. Our nation is exploding right now, and that's why you need to lock in with, with proven ministries. Th this time where, you know, everybody's on the Internet, it's a time where everything is a church and everybody is a preacher, but it's not true. It's an ungodly amalgamation. Our nation is exploding with user-friendly, seeker-sensitive churches. Don't you dare be a part of it. They want to put you in touch with the God you. You know, the you that's supposedly a God. They talk about things like uh, new thought, inner strength inner fulfillment, finding the real you, and all these lofty sounding terms, most of it from new age. The stark reality is this, my dear brother and sister, who I feel, it always happens on Wednesday night, I feel the Holy Ghost, Diana Yoder, Felix Alves, God bless y'all. Listen to me, the Coleman family, Cynthia Robertson, God bless you, honey. Kathy Lutz, we love you. Listen, this bunch operates without the knowledge of the one true God. They portray uh, a form of godliness, watch, that is not godliness, and more often than not, they are preaching Ooh, I'm going to make you mad right now. A false Christ. Some of them need to go back to Valor Christian College and learn something. And I'm not just talking about those way out there on the fringes. I have never seen the likes of what passes off for ministry gifts today. You better try the spirits, my brothers and sisters, People that do not understand authority and are not under authority have no authority. Did you get me? Man, we're living in a moment where liquor stores are open, abortuaries are open. Remember, the Women's Clinic of Columbus, today, Today, we save two babies. Tomorrow, we'll save two babies. The day after that, we'll save two babies. The day after that, we'll save two babies. Don't forget about us during COVID-19. Nobody's forgotten about Planned Parenthood. They're having no difficulty staying open. Planned Parenthood's open, but prayer meetings are non-essential. Does anybody like Rodolfo Ponce, WHBC class of 98. You're a part of this heritage, my dear bro. Valor, Wigglesworth, Carter, Sumrall, Parsley. Our children right now are being educated on how to use condoms. They call it safe sex. 
but they're never counseled about the emotion, the emotional, the, the, the moral trauma that results from sexual relationships outside of marriage. You want to survive the perils of perilous time? You better get your children around a television set right now. You better get your teenagers getting ready for harvest youth coming up next. You better get them in front of God's word from men and women that are proven. I've been doing this 43 years. I'm not wet behind my ears. I know what authority is. I know how to walk in it. I've proven it for 43 years. Just because somebody's got a good singer showing up doesn't mean they have any anointing. Now, these same children are being counseled how to get an abortion but uh, with no parental permission, but they can't go to the school nurse and, and get an aspirin without a note from their mom and dad. Or, or maybe I should say a note from their mom and mom, or maybe their dad and dad. Parents are now refusing. L listen, seeking to become wise, we became fools. And it's time. I'm going to do it. You know I am. I'm calling it out. We are going to have a third great awakening, and some of, uh, some of us better wake up, or we are going to be left behind. Because you're not praying any more now than you did before this thing hit. You're not in the word now any more than you were before this thing hit. You haven't sequestered yourself unto God. You sequestered yourself to Netflix. We've got, we're living in a nation where parents no longer have to record the biological sex. Now, and they talk about us denying science. I thought biology was science. I have biology. They taught us how to know the difference between a male frog and a female frog. But not in America today. We're living in an evil time. We, we've stopped making any moral sense at all. We have the postmodern technological advances, the most of them to save lives in history. Yet an unborn child is aborted every 21 seconds. Friend, there's hope for us. There, there is. But it's not going to be found in secularists and humanists declaring that man is God and New Age so-called Pentecostal preachers saying the same. It will only be found beyond the scope of human limitation. Number one. If you are expecting, get on here and tell me you're expecting to survive the perils of perilous times and thrive right in the middle of adversity. The first thing you've got to know, and don't turn me off when I say this, because millions of people have believed a lie and are sitting in church pews damned. I'm a truth teller. Be absolutely persuaded, Josh Wilson, Terry Fry, Sonia Neal. Be very persuaded. You don't have to ask anybody that you are born again. Now, how do I know? Number one, you have had to, at some point, come under the convicting, hold on, 
the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. I'm just letting that lay there. Because modernist preachers refuse to even say the word sin, much less that one must be convicted of their sin. You know what convicted means? The gavel comes down in the courtroom, you're guilty. You're facing not life, but eternal imprisonment in a place called hell created for the devil and his angels. And if you ever end up there, you will end up there not because God sent you, but because a church and so-called believers never prayed for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to come. It is impossible to have an awakening without a revival. It is impossible to have revival without an ushering in of lost human persons into the kingdom of God, and that is impossible without an outpouring of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. My great God, Gloria Early, did I just say a thing? Let me ask you a question, preacher. When's the last time you cried out for an hour that God would send the convicting power of the Holy Spirit? Do you spend more time praying for your silly little church building to be full or for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to convince the people of their sins? Hey, we've got a hold of the wrong end of the stick but not here at the Harv, not at Valor Christian College, not at Harvest Preparatory School, not on Breakthrough. Now, they've thrown me off, major networks. They've thrown me off because I preached on conviction, because I preached on sin, and because I preached on hell. That's what's going on. So-called Christian networks who will no longer allow the preaching of the gospel. But thanks be to God. I don't know how many tens of thousands of you are watching me right now. Many, many tens of thousands. I know this. I didn't have to pay them to talk to you. Listen, to I feel God's spirit so mightily upon me right now. When are we lit? I'm glad I wore this. I'm glad this man right here. His name was Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth. I got you, buddy. Smith Wigglesworth. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a light show. Didn't have a Hammond B3 organ either. Didn't have some cool singer in to try to get a crowd that he couldn't gather. No, sir. When is church going to become church? He was on a trolley car. Smith Wigglesworth with his little bowler cap and his long, just below the knees coat and his suit. And he sat down on a trolley car 
on his way to preach the gospel, suddenly a Roman Catholic priest came out of his seat. I love you, Bishop R.J. Matthews. Listen to this story. Start preaching it in that great church of yours. That Roman Catholic priest fell down on the trolley car floor and cried out, my God, man, I don't know who you are, but you convict me of my sin and cried out, God, save me, a sinner. I'm tired of people talking about revival. I'm weary with people that ask the Holy Ghost to leave that schedule everything about themselves, that get every direction from a click track that some human person put together. We better stop ignoring the Holy Spirit. We got people filling our churches that filled out a card but never felt the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you another story about the great Smith Wigglesworth, who is my spiritual grandfather. And I'll just say it, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for my sons and my daughters because a lot of times I don't like what I see. I don't like what I see. It is no spiritual covering that only blesses you when you're right and is silent when you're wrong. Brother Wigglesworth, was preaching a meeting. And he, uh, the Holy Spirit told him to close the services, you know, stop the meeting. He was staying in a home. And while he was in that home, he had been the guest of a righteous woman and her drunken, sinful husband. But at the lady's request, Brother Wigglesworth was granted the opportunity during the meeting to sleep in their bed, and they slept in the guest room. Brother Wigglesworth got up, had his morning tea, and told the missus, the, father, the husband already on his way to work, he said, I'm, I'm closing out the meeting now. And he got his little briefcase and he started down that little walkway out of the house and he came to the white picket fence gate and that woman was screaming. When's the last time, ma'am, you screamed over your children? When's the last time you cried out for your lost children, your lost husband, your lost wife, your lost church, your lost city? a nation so backslidden from God. She said, don't leave, Brother Wigglesworth, don't leave. My husband is not yet saved. He hasn't felt the drawing, convicting power of the Holy Spirit. I want to see a move of God that the Holy Spirit is the advertising agency, not what kind of flags you've got flying or light show you've got on or Motown wannabe or Nashville has been. You got up on the platform with you. But the Holy Spirit drawing them. Hallelujah.
Lori Penrod, I love you. Brian Berg, Lisa Beverly, keep praying for me. Keep praying for me. God didn't preserve my voice to play with it. Doris Dimage, Patty Tomicelli, Christine Faith, Cheryl Altum, we love you. Listen, listen. She said, don't leave Brother Wigglesworth. Don't close the meeting. My husband's not saved. Brother Wigglesworth simply turned around, did what all good British men do, pursed his lips, and he said, oh, madam, don't despair. Just don't change the sheets. He was talking about the bed he slept in. The anointing is tangible. It's transferable. I sense it right now, setting you free, delivering your tormented mind, healing neurological disorders. I see it, Lord. Heal the people. Signs and demonstrations of your mighty power. Confirm your word, God, with signs following, even now. Just don't change the sheets. What? She felt that strange, but she did as he asked. That night her drunken husband came staggering in the room, slid down underneath those sheets, grunted, and then he began to squirm, his legs flailing about, tossing and turning, throwing the covers off. He said, my God, woman, this bed is burning up. I feel the flames around me, she said. It's not the sheets and it's not the temperature. It's the convicting power of the Holy Spirit calling you to repent of your sin and give your life to Christ. Who's preaching like this? before it's eternally too late. That man slid out of that bed and got up from his knees sober and saved. Why? He didn't have to go through next steps, first steps, second steps, third steps. Have all of them, that's fine. But how much time do you spend on that and how much time do you pray crying out, God, send the conviction of the Holy Spirit? After the, well, before, actually, the Great Hebrides revival, I'm way off track right now, but I'm going to stay right here because I'm in a flow. I feel the Spirit of God. Just before the Great Hebrides revival that Duncan Campbell was the evangelist of, he came out of, a Bible school in, in London that was started by another man. I, his name is going for me right now. But his meetings, he trained his preachers to not allow anyone to pray the prayer of salvation until they had the testimony that they had been living under the convicting power of the Holy Spirit for at least six weeks. 
You see, they were more interested in getting people to heaven than getting people in their Sunday service so they could check things off. I'm a, I got a word. When we come back, when we get back in the great Sumrall Tabernacle, y'all better be ready because I've got a word. The church has spent all its time doing the wrong thing. You want me to tell you what it is? Doing the wrong thing. Your Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And even the more so as you see that day approaching. Now, I'm just talking to you like you're sitting here in my living room. And, and look, I've never heard anybody else say it. And if you say it next Sunday, say Pastor Rod said. We have spent our time gathering What's the news talking about now? Yeah, only gather 10. Uh, only 100 people can gather together. Gather, gather, gather. That's what the church has been doing. There's an entire difference between gathering. Many churches don't even call their, their church services church services anymore. They call them encounters or gathering or something like that. The word is assemble. What we've been doing is just getting a bunch of parts thrown together in a pile and counted the parts. We haven't assembled anything together. Listen, we've got to start praying for conviction. Look, can I just share a couple of things with you? Elder Bill Canfield, am I, am I preaching right? You're my resident theologian for nearly 40 years. Am I preaching right? And Miss Paula, tell me. Listen to this. This is actually in the Bible. But we need to find Bibles instead of cell phones. Psalm 31.10. Listen to this. For my life is spent with grief. There's, how'd that be if uh, we had next Sunday morning sermon announced? My life is spent with grief. Praise the Lord, y'all come. My life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength fails, David said. Why? Why, Why is his life spent with grief? Why are his years spent in sighing? He gives you the answer, because of my iniquity, my sin, my bones waste away. Is that how they come to the altar now? Is that how they get into the kingdom? Recognizing without Jesus, they can't live. How about Psalm 51? Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the abundance of your compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. I acknowledge my transgression. My sin is always before me. Verse four, against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. 
so that you are justified, God, when you speak. You are blameless when you judge. Purify me with hyssop. I'm going to get my sermon out on hyssop. And I will be clean. Wash me. I will be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy. Make me to hear gladness that the bones that you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. Blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me with your willing spirit. Then what will I do? Well, I'll take a soul winning course. No, then I will teach transgressors your ways. Then sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, God of my salvation. And my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness, O Lord. And my lips, my mouth will declare your praise. Is that how we pray at the altar? Is that how we pray in our prayer closet? Elder Chad Williams, Elder Russ and Cookie Christian, I love you. It's a good thing you're hearing this tonight because you got a preacher that's way out there on the edge. What time is it, Miss Sydney? Give me one of those and I'll wipe my perspiring face. What time is it? Oh, good. Oh, I, I love you so much. I love you so much. This is so big in me. And you, you know what? I know some folks are going to say, well, now, Pastor Rod, uh, this is a time to encourage the people. Honey, how much do you need encouraged until you become an encourager? I just read to you how to get the joy of your salvation restored. Well, I'm bored. Well, I'm depressed. Well, I have to stay at home. Wouldn't it be terrible if you were alone at home until the presence of God came and you weren't alone anymore? Wouldn't it be a tragedy if you got reacquainted with him? Oh, do it. Do it, my dear brother and sister. Do it. Allow the convicting spirit of God to come upon you. Isaiah, the great prophet said in 6, 5, and I said, woe is me for I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Lamentations chapter 1. Look, O Lord, for I am in distress. My soul is greatly troubled. When's the last time our souls were troubled? When's the last time, he continues, my heart is overturned within me. 
for I have grievously rebelled in the street. The sword bereaves at home. It is like death. Ezekiel 7, even when the survivors escape, they shall be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, all of them mourning, every one over his iniquity. I just don't know where we found this new gospel. It's not a gospel at all. It's time we stop singing love songs about Jesus and started singing, revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, Jeremy Rounds. Amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. Here's what I believe. Our greatest days are straight ahead because people are going to get truly born again by the Spirit of God through the Word of God after being introduced to their own sinfulness. We have become mm, a church of humanism. Humanism says everybody's good. After all, everybody is good. They just need to be introduced to the love of Jesus. You are a liar and a hypocrite. You don't know the word of God and should not be handling it. Sell cars. Don't handle the word of God. That's not a slide on car salesmen. It's a slide on car salesmen that ought to be car salesmen that try to be preachers and don't know anything about the word, don't know anything about doctrine, don't know anything about theology. All they try to do is take the principles of the world and build God's kingdom. It doesn't work. You're building something, but it's not his kingdom. Simon Peter fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I, the apostle Peter, am a sinful man, O God. When they heard this, Acts 2.37, they were stung in their heart and said to Peter, Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Acts chapter 9, the apostle Paul was trembling and astonished. And he said, Lord, what will you have me do? And the Lord said to him, rise up, go into the city. And then it will be told to you what you must do. trembling, shaking, falling down before God. Not because somebody laid hands on them so they could act like they had an anointing. Little bunny foo-foo hopping through the forest, scooping up the meesey mouse and bop them on the head. That's not what we're talking about here. This is meat. This is revival. This is awakening. When we begin to cry out, God will rend the heavens and come down. I, 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 I can't even go on. I pray for you now. You need prayer right now. 
Just, just, just type in the comments right now, pray for me. I'm going to get every one of these comments, Dwayne and Lorvella Costa, Elizabeth McFarland, and I will pray for every single person that comments right now. You need to truly get saved. Perhaps you've been under the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. You type saved in there, and I will share with you this little booklet absolutely free. It's called New Direction, and I'll send it right out to you. Now, I want you to snuggle in here tight to me because I've only got six minutes. That's all I've got. And I want you to know that if you think preaching like this is popular you're wrong. Acts 10 says there was a certain man named Cornelius. Uh, he was of the centurion band. A centurion. He was of the Italian band. He was a devout man. He feared God. All of his house feared God. And he gave much offerings and prayed to God always. And God said to him that it would become a memorial in the eyes of God, that he had combined his praying and his giving, built a memorial before God. We have the command, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, heaped up, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. With this measure you meet out, it shall be measured to you again with all. I've had three business people contact me this week and say their business is doing nearly double what it did before this pandemic hit. Now listen, the, what's going on in the world has no effect on the word and it has no effect on our obedience. I need you to help me keep for ministries going in the midst of 30 million people losing their jobs. It's the same God. And I'm going to send you a couple of things because this one is literally warm because it just came off the press. It's called seven decrees and seven declarations, seven laws to speak over coronavirus. I just, I just wrote it and I just got it, and I'm going to let you download it for any gift tonight. Now, don't go yet. Please don't go yet. Stay right here with me. I'm also, for those of you that will sow a gift tonight of at least $40. Now, if this is your tithe night, don't just sow $40. Sow your tithe. This is also Passover, one of the three commanded feasts of God Every year, we're right now in the midst of 50 days of fire. And I just want to share with you this series. It was my best-selling series of 2019. It's called Culture Shocked. The titles are all for one. Secondly, no Filter. How'd you like to hear PRP preach on no filter? And then one of the greatest words God ever gave me, it's called the aftershock. It's really relevant for right now. I want to give you 
both of these, the book and the series, for anyone who will really help me tonight. Wouldn't it be something if everyone watching tonight sowed something? <laughs> but I'm asking you to sow at least $40. If you can do that, please do it. If you believe in this kind of preaching, let me hear you shout tonight with your giving. You can't sow $40, sow 10. Or if you can't sow 40, sow 500. Amen. As God directs you, please do it. Now I'm going to let you go in just about 120 seconds, but don't go yet because I want to remind you that we have Valor Chapel tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. It's our most viewed live airing of every week. Valor Chapel tomorrow morning. And uh, I want you to be a part of it. You're going to witness something you've never witnessed before. National Day of Prayer is tomorrow. Let's see if anybody cries out for conviction to fall upon the Holy Ghost. And then continue to join us on all our social media platforms this Friday night alive. Friday night alive, 7 o'clock. I've got a message for you. I'm going to preach. Harvest Music's going to worship. We're going to have a great time. Live at 7 o'clock. I'm going to bring a message called, When God Loves a Complainer. So get all the complainers, you know, to tune in. When God Loves a Complainer. Harvest Youth will come your way in just about four minutes. Don't forget to join me on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Now, I'm going to release you. Father, bless everyone that gives tonight to keep this kind of gospel being preached. I release you now. Go make your gifts unto God, and may God be with you in a mighty, mighty way. We love you. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.